Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Bertine. I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. Well, welcome to another week. We're almost through September. We're getting closer to the end of 2020. It's happening. It's happening. But yesterday was March. How, how is time progressing this right? fast? How is September almost over? Yeah, it's that weird thing where, like, some days you're like, March was yesterday. And then some days you were like, wait, March was still in this year? I don't... That was generations ago. But that's okay. Because we have new things for you to help pass the time... So, I would like to start with The Glorias. I love a good biopic. I actually don't know much about Gloria Steinem, which seems weird to me because I feel like she's my type of woman. She is a famous journalist and women's rights activist from forever, like her entire existence. And that's what this movie is about. It is about her life. It is roughly based on her bi- or autobiography, My Life on the Road, and then was turned into a film and is now being directed by Julie Taymor. And not only am I excited to see Julia Steinem's work and get to know her story a little bit better, but I'm actually a little bit more excited about seeing all of the other women activists that she worked with along the way so just what we know so far the film is also going to have a star-studded lineup playing all of these other people so there's leo steinem who's being played by timothy hutton cool cool whatever let's talk about the females right so it's also starring bet midler as bella abzug who's one of the founders of the national women's political caucus Janelle Monet as Dorothy Pittman Hughes, one of the founders of Ms. Magazine, and Lorraine Toussaint as Florence Kennedy, one of the founders of the National Organization for Women. And the actresses playing Steinem herself, uh, there's three, but the two that we'll see the most from 20 to now-ish, so 20 to 40, will be Alicia, Alicia Vikander, And then 40 plus will be Julianne Moore. So this has a great cast. It's got a female director, which makes me super happy. And I feel like I'm going to learn a lot about the women's movement. So that's always great. What do you think, Mikael? Do you remember... I think this was this year, but I could drastically be mistaken (laughs) because time is a fake construct. And it's almost Halloween, but it's also Uh not... Um, you, you might remember us talking about uh, Mrs. America, the FXX oh, series yes. from like uh-huh. a million years ago. That was a thing that happened. And uh, yeah. I very distinctly remember us having this conversation, just sort of like this is a very interesting story that's just being anchored on the wrong person. Because I, I love yeah. 
Kate Blanchett. Uh, Phyllis Schlafly does not need publicity in any direction at all for anything whatsoever. Um, but that is to say, uh, I watched the series, and when it wasn't focused on Phyllis Schlafly, uh, it was focused on a lot of the other women in that era, in that movement, so a lot of these names do sound familiar. Gloria Steinem was featured heavily in the miniseries. So, this is an interesting opportunity to, like, see that story anchored from a good person's perspective, and sort of, like, another take on this that I think I'm much more amenable to and much more generous with, especially with the cast that they have assembled. I mean, you gotta love Janelle Monet in everything. Everywhere. I, um, yes. So, I <laughs> so I, I'm excited for this trailer. Uh, it, I definitely did not make the connection of what it was about when I just saw the title and I just saw the, uh, the first image, which was just a woman standing there, so it's like, what is this movie? But then as as you brought up the information, so it's like, oh, this is this is actually really interesting. And I'm more impressed that Amazon Prime has given a release date that is there and available, because Amazon Prime is not very good about publicity at all, and making sure that people know when things are available. Which I didn't either. Thank you, by the way, because it is going to be on Amazon Prime on September 30th. So, yay! But see, if we didn't include... By including that information, we are now better publicity agents for Amazon Prime than Amazon Prime is for Very itself. Very true. But no, this is... I, I like this... I like this... Is it a movie or... It's a movie. It's a movie. It is a movie, but they are being, you know, socially conscious and, like, reading the room and, like, mm, we're just going to release it on Prime. So it will be available if you already own Prime or you can rent it through Prime or buy it through Prime, all of those things. They're not going to awkwardly try and put it in a movie theater, which I feel like is a good decision. Yeah. So good on them. I almost wish this was a series so that way it could overtake Mrs. America as like the the, (laughs) we have lots of content about this era. Because it's an era that American history does not like talking about to its younger generations because we live in a hell timeline. But, um, you know, we don't need to dwell too much on that. This is a good thing that's happening. And, and there we go. That That's my thought. <laughs> awesome. So what have you got for us this week? Do you notice that, like, sometimes in the news cycles, they just sort of conspire to make sure that, like, they give us all of the news in, like, a particular genre all at once in, like, a rapid succession? Because, like, that doesn't always happen, but, like, sometimes it's just sort of like, we heard you like Axe, here's 17 different things (laughs) about Axe that you're gonna enjoy now. Um, That happened this week. In nerd news for anime, and you know we've been we've been hitting the animes hard uh, during quarantine, and it's because animes are great. Anime produces lots of good content that is very good to watch. I've started watching One Piece in full because a friend recommended it to me, so I have. 900 some episodes to look forward to but we're gonna focus on the new stuff that is also coming out so uh, right off the bat Funimation announced two major releases uh, coming up in the near future Uh, the biggest one and the one that a lot of people have been waiting for is the final season on Attack on Titan coming out December 7th 
this is a very, very beloved anime. It's it's great. It's action packed. It has very dark, uh, dark, dark themes. It's a depressing show. I'm not sure why we're excited to be emotionally devastated by the futilities of war and raging against an environment that wants to kill you. It just doesn't sound good, but like the trailer looks dope and it's really exciting to see it come to its end. Um, I didn't realize this until I was digging into it, but like the manga hasn't ended either. So like it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things where it's just like, oh, the conclusion, it's it's right there. It's gonna be so interesting. Um, so I'm excited for that. And then Funimation also announced that Fruit Basket Season 3 is slated sometime in 2021. Uh, the slice of life anime at lots of people in the B&P uh, family love the show. So I want to give it a shout out. Have not watched it myself, but it's supposed to be fun. Um, and then Crunchyroll just decided to give us all of the trailers, which is great. I love those trailers. The trailers are dope and they have lots of good things coming out. But like... It also reiterates sort of like a lot of these are slated for like October and like October is next week. My brain has not processed that. Like October is is literally like seven days from now. It's wild. It's wild. But this means that we get to see our best volleyball boys come back because Haikyuu uh, season four core two is coming out October 2nd. I've been waiting for this for literal months. Give me Karasuno playing volleyball. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. Um, the other big news coming out is that uh, Yashahime, uh, the Inuyasha sequel, is coming out October 3rd. We also touched about that many episodes ago and how neither of us had actually watched Inuyasha a lot. But, like, still exciting. Still looking forward to it. Uh, Golden Kami uh, Season 3 is coming out October 5th. And if you're not familiar about that, it is a historical drama anime about a uh, Japanese soldier who's in search of a hidden stash of gold, and it's about his journeys trying to find this legend and interacting with a lot of the people in the environment. It's really well done. Fantastic music. There's a weird CGI bear, but if you can look past that, like, it's great. And then finally, they also just announced a whole bunch of other things that are just, like, generically within the fall lineup of October, with no second set date or anything, but still, we look forward to these things. Um, you have Idolish 7 Second Beat, which, after looking at the trailer, appears to be a pop idol group anime, which, sure, that makes sense. Iwakakeru, which is the sports climbing girls anime, where it's a bunch of girls competitively rock climbing, and it sounds silly, and there's a bunch of fan service that definitely... Ni- didn't need to be there but like i'm still kind of intrigued by this idea of like competitive rock climbing especially since the trailer has like their like personas in the background so like one of them's like a cat and then one of them's like a robot and it's just sort of like the climbing aggressively and it's just like now that i found an outlet i'm more social and we have to beat all of the other climb it's it's odd i'm not gonna lie i'm still gonna watch it and then you have the with a cat and a dog every day is fun which is one of those like fluff animes where it's about a person with a cat and a dog just living life having fun and it's great and this is news that Keith would have been excited for if he was with us on this episode, but is it wrong to try to pick up Girls in Dungeons? Season 3 is coming out. This is a series that I turned him on to, 
And I know that the title is a lot, because it is definitely a lot, but it's actually a really, really fun, like, fantasy-type show. Uh, they have, like, an internal leveling system, and, and yeah, there there's some, like, awkward romance harem things, but, like, it's, it's actually a really solid, like, fantasy anime, and it has some really great action sequences, so I'm excited that it's been getting as much shine as it is. So, yeah, that's... That's a lot of anime, and that's all coming like soon. So, any any highlights? Any any? Mikkel, why are you bringing this up on stream right now? <laughs> that is definitely a lot. I never know how to feel about Attack on Titan. I watched the first season, and like, I mean, I binge watched the first season, and was like, "This is great! I can't wait for season two. And then by the time season two came around, I had kind of like processed, as you were saying, how kind of depressing it was. And I was like, I don't know if I can handle more of this. Uh, It definitely is a weird show in that it is so well done that you want to continue watching. And yet the material is so deep and so dark that you really have to make sure you are pacing yourself because you can burn out pretty quick but I, I I think with a final season I think that'll definitely spur some people like myself who were like oh that's a lot to maybe go back and, and make our way through it um, it is really well done and I would like to see the conclusion of that story so that's kind of fun I'm also intrigued by Golden Kamui because I love historical things also kind of interested by a bad CGI bear, not gonna lie. So, confession, I actually watch competitive climbing sometimes. This is a real thing that happens, particularly speed climbing. I'm not sure if this is about speed climbing, but speed climbing is kind of cool. It's basically like Spider-Man but real and it's kind of great so I'm really excited for that one (laughs) especially because they have different personas and getting to see some behind the scenes I think would be cool like anime version of behind the scenes of speed just the sentence sounds ridiculous but I think it's going to be interesting I feel like that's all anime condensed into a nutshell, right? Sort of like, I'm trying to explain this thing, and it sounds wild. Or, like, it sounds completely, like, simple, and then she's like, but this is the best thing I ever watched. Because, like, I love trying to convince people to watch Haikyuu, because it's just sort of like, it's about a Japanese boys' high school volleyball team. And it's sort of like, that's it? Sort of like, no, that's everything. You should watch this. It's like, but why? It's so good. And and so, like, that's one end of the spectrum, which is like, how do I make this sound better than it is? Because it is. And then on this other spectrum, which is sort of like, yeah, competitive speed climbing with with uh, lots of other things going on. Which, again, is, I guess, the same basic principle, and it just sounds weirder because it's competitive speed climbing. And specifically, uh, sports climbing girls, like, they, they definitely emphasize that part. Um, which is a thing, working with it. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing. And then going back to the first uh, bit of news, uh, Attack on Titan just had, like, years in between seasons, it feels like. So I definitely don't blame you for, like, internalizing it. 
and it's gonna be weird like not having so like i wonder when this next season's gonna come out in my lifespan because because it'll be done after like several several years i'm gonna try to remember when the first season of attack on titan came out it's gonna make me sad thinking about how much time has passed yeah yeah 2013 oh i was gonna say that was a couple of moves ago for me like i i was trying to remember which place i was in and i'm pretty sure that i was in an entirely different state yeah long time ago (laughs) seven years since the first wow it took seven years to make four four seasons incredible Incredible. But yeah, that's that's anime news for the week. We also have some some fun things, but we're going to get to that after a break. All right. So, that brings us to our big ticket item. Welcome back. Let's talk Disney. So, of course, Disney Plus, there's just so much. There's so much. Um, And we've got a lot of things coming up for the end of the year. In no particular order, right? WandaVision just released a trailer that is kind of trippy. Uh... It's kind of trippy. So, as the title would suggest, it is about Wanda and Vision and their relationship, but also set in television. What I am getting from this is that they are semi-following one of the comic book arcs, um, which is, I think, the House of Magnus arc? Anyway, um, where... Wanda just kind of has a breakdown and just recreates the world the way she wants it to be because she can, the laws of physics don't apply to her and she can do this and that is her coping mechanism rather than process her trauma and, you know, coping mechanisms in general aren't great and when you're messing with, you know, physics and people's lives, that's probably not going to work out well. And so it's kind of a a Twilight Zone-ish. Things are fragmenting around the edges. Are we actually happy family kind of retro-style TV show? Which is weird and trippy, but could be cool. Coming out in December sometime, maybe? We also have The Right Stuff coming out, which is about the Mercury 7 astronauts and their families. Uh, So, obviously, back when space exploration was a brand new thing, everything surrounding that was newsworthy, right? So, not only do you have the pressures of going into space and hopefully coming back, uh, all of a sudden, everything that you do is now in the public eye and you become insta-celebrities in a time with no internet, no social media, nothing that would even attempt to prepare you for that. So just kind of looking at what it takes to get through this mentally, emotionally, physically, that is what The Right Stuff is about. 
and it is being produced by Leonardo DiCaprio and going to premiere on October 9th, which is kind of cool. Another one, a little bit more, it just reminds me of a Miley Cyrus movie. Yeah, that's the exact type of energy I got right. from it, too. So it's called Clouds. It's an original movie based on the true story of Zach Sobiek. And it's, I don't know, it's a teen guy on the poster with a guitar. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of singing and learning. It's learning how love can heal everything. And I mean, that's good if you're into that kind of thing. It's not my particular thing, but it is some people's particular thing. And it is based on a true story. And they adapted the memoir, Fly a Little Higher, How God Answered a Mom's Small Prayer in a Big Way. It's going to come out on October 16th. So do you. It's the least exciting thing on this list of stuff from Disney Plus this week. Uh, and then we move to... Oh, nope. There's one more. Nick Fury. So there, there is in the works a Nick Fury series with Samuel L. Jackson signed on to play Nick Fury. Because now that he has been Nick Fury, can there really be another Nick Fury? We don't really know much about this series other than it's going to happen... The last time that we saw Nick Fury, he was on a scroll ship. So, who knows? It should be fun and Nick cool. Nick Fury in space. Yeah. Who doesn't love space? It's just, it's space. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be cool. So, yeah, that should be fun. And now we can turn to Star Wars news. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars. So, we've talked for quite a while about The Mandalorian Season 2, which will be coming out in October. But aside from that, we also got news that the Rogue One slash slash Cassian spinoff will be getting a new director. It is now being set to be directed by Toby Haynes. So that's interesting, fun news. Um, I'm a little... Prequels for me can always go a couple of different ways, right? It's it's always weird when you know the outcome before the story starts. But I will definitely definitely watch it and it should be fun. I really liked the Rogue One story, so I'm excited to get to know a little bit more of that. I like the way they're going that is kind of like after the or not after, but beyond the Skywalker phase, I should say. Like, Skywalkers aren't everything. I really like that direction that they're going, so this should be interesting. And Rahul Kohli has, according to his Twitter post, gotten into that Lothal orphan, Force-sensitive, trained by Kanan Jaris kind of shape for no particular reason. And so he has been fan cast as Erza Bridger for The Mandalorian. Nothing official, but nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I think that's going to happen, which I think would also be great. 
He's so coy about it. Like, he's so coy about Wouldn't it. Wouldn't you be, though? I don't... I mean, I feel like there are two ways, right? Like, you either are, like, screaming from the hilltops, I'm in Star Wars! Or you're like, Star Wars? What are you ta- I don't even... What wars? In space? <laughs> what? That's not a real thing. Yeah. So... Uh, that would be very cool and interesting. And one of the things that I've actually really liked about Disney Plus is that they also have all of the Nat Geo. Well, Disney owns the world, basically. But (laughs) they also have all of the Nat Geo shows, so there is a ton of educational stuff as well. Uh, Not that you shouldn't just use escapism in your life, but you can also learn about the world and animals and conservation and things like that. So kind of balance it out. All right. That was was also a lot. What do you think, Mikael? (laughs) I think we're not going to talk about any more about clouds in any capacity. Yeah. Um, just not happening. Just We had to mention it because it was one of the things that came up on the Disney Plus news feed. But, like, we're good. Talking about the Star Wars stuff first, so we'll work our way back up the list. Uh, Rahul Kohli as uh, Ezra Bridger is a great fan cast, even if it is a fan cast. Wink. Because he keeps winking yep. at us, and I don't know what to believe anymore. But like you said, like... There are a couple approaches. This is one of them. I hope I hope for Finks, because I love him. He's a great actor. Um, the Toby Haynes to direct the Castian spinoff is interesting for the exact reasons you mentioned, right? Like, Rogue One worked as a prequel because we had no context of how that mission actually happened at all. So, like, seeing that worked out because it, it clarified some stuff and it did some, like, minor retconning to, like, make the rest of the story work in context, right? So, Cassian's an interesting character because he's one of, like, the few, like, actually, like, morally ambiguous characters. Well, like, like, we say Han Solo is, like, morally ambiguous, but, like, he's not. He really isn't. Like, Solo tried to do that with him, but, like, it didn't. But, like, Cassian was just sort of, like... I'm doing this for reasons that are good and noble, but he's, like, one of the few, like, actual, like, cutthroat characters in a universe of, like, moral absolutes and whatnot. So, like, that's interesting right there. Uh, We'll transition over to space a little bit. The right stuff sounds fascinating, and, like, it's being purported as, like, anti-nostalgic, which is sort of, like, a critical look about, like, this thing that happened that, like... It's wild to think about, like, how it was treated back then, and, like, I'm excited to see that, and it's a it's an interesting premise, at least. And then MCU stuff, uh, until we know more about Nick Fury, uh, parentheses, in space or not in space, um, I'm gonna work full judgment there. But WandaVision looks, looks fascinating, and it's, like, gonna be, like, one of the few pieces of MCU content we get this year. Because, like, we haven't gotten any MCU content, um, which is wild to think about. But, like, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's just weird looking at the WandaVision trailer because lots of weird things happen. And it was always going to be weird, but, like, actually seeing, like, the sitcom, like, flurries and the flips and, like, the fact that they acknowledge that Vision died and that Wanda's mm, doing mm-hmm. stuff. There are a lot of fun Easter eggs in that with, like, the costumes, too. So it, it's all it's all fun. It's all good. It's all exciting. The mouse owns the world, and I will give them my money, and I'm sad about it. But that, that's life. Yeah. I am interested to see if they are at all following the comic book arc. That would mean that 
it would come up with some weird, weird ownership issues because they would need to bring in Magneto, which I'm not sure they can legally, I'm not sure Disney can legally do, or they would have to do it as someone other than Serene McKellen, which would be blasphemy a travesty like a travesty so an affront to god really yeah so it will be really it will be really interesting or they'll just draw it out for like four seasons until they can acquire yet more things well so this is supposed to lead into the uh, new doctor strange movie at some point because mm. wanda's supposed to be like heavily involved and like the word madness also shows up in that title so like it's connected somehow. So, yeah. who knows? Like, Disney's acquisition of Fox also froze, like, monkey wrenches up into the air, which is like, no one knows what's happening anymore. Yeah. And also, no one knows what's happening within, like, life itself as a construct, let alone fictional lives that we create on the fly. So, it's it's a thing. We'll get there. Cool, cool, cool. So, as you know... The new cycle gives us so much content, so we can't cover everything that we can in a reasonable amount of time that is a Freddy Minute podcast. So we have a lightning round at the end just to do a quick little roundup of other interesting tidbits here and there. So, yet another one of the Arrowverse series is coming to an end as the CW announced that Supergirl's sixth season would be its last. Um, in actual casting news that we have 100% certainty on, uh, Yarosha Didi of Blackish and Grownish Frame is set to play Tinkerbell in the live-action reboot of Peter Pan, and regardless of how you feel about live-action Disney reboots, good for her. And then additionally, Aldous Hodge, who we loved in Leverage as Hardison, has been cast as Hawkman in the Black Adam movie. That was a rumor, and then it was confirmed, so this is good news. Give him all of the roles, it's gonna be great. Um, Amazon has entered the on-demand streaming gaming software market with the announcement of Luna, a platform where you can play $6 a month to access a deep archive of games that you can play anywhere. And if this sounds familiar, it's because it's oddly similar to Google Stadia, which is also a thing that happened. I don't, I don't know why we're doing anything anymore. In other gaming news, Microsoft announced their acquisition of the beloved gaming studio Bethesda, which is going to make the next generation console conflict even more interesting, although I'm still only getting the PlayStation 5 at launch. And then finally, this is news near and dear to my heart, we got the final trailer for the final season of Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts. This is one of DreamWorks Animation's uh, series that's out there on Netflix right now. It's really good. It has really great music. Sterling K. Brown is in it. You should watch it. Um, And then it's concluding on October 12th, and that is sad, but also more content. So... If you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in the news, feel free to tweet us at Black Nerd Problems for the hashtag TWINN. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture. I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. And I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. And as always, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll catch you next week.